good afternoon or morning or whatever. Welcome everybody to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Two times Thursday, again, you get in another episode. Does anybody else feel like they have to be on their best behavior around Asians? <laughs> is that racist? I feel like, bro, it's a compliment. Asians, like, crush. I've said this many times. I have a lot of admiration for Asians, dude, except for what they do to animals. I do not like how they treat animals. They cook them alive. They skin them alive. What they do to the dog fest. I want to, okay, so what Asians with an asterisk, I think wherever that dog festival is at where they torture dogs because they think it makes them taste better, we should nuke the shit out of that place, whatever it is. Like literally drop a nuke on that place. Just wipe them all out. Other than that, uh, I feel like uh, Asians crush like every measurable metric in life. Like they get married, like they they have the lowest divorce ratio. Uh, they have obviously highest test scores. Um, they high income earners, high levels of education, very low crime rates. You know, Asians are killing the game. Asians absolutely crush it. So like whenever I'm around an Asian, I feel like I got to be like on, you know what I mean? I feel like I got to prove myself. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just feel like I got to like level my game up. I, I need a couple Asian friends. I don't have, do I have any Asians in my circle? I'm probably forgetting an Asian that I'm very close with. And I, I just, you know, I'm one of those people. I don't see color. I don't see race. I just, I see the human being. <laughs> That's my excuse if I've got Asian friends that I'm forgetting about you. I got black friends. I got a lot of Jews. Got a bunch of Jew friends. All my Jew friends. I got like 10 Jews. I got a good gang of Jews. Uh... I got a gaggle of blacks. I got a gang of Jews. I got a gaggle of blacks. Um, I got, I'm, I'm close with a lot of women. I'm just going through my list of, you know, whatever a minority is in my head right now. I don't think I have any Asians. I need a couple of good Asians. You know, I feel like, I feel like you, you, you know, you are who you hang around with. I feel like Asians would help me level my game up even more. You know, I feel like they're just naturally wise. I feel like if I had an Asian friend and I had a really complicated life issue, I'd ask him a question and he would just give me like a three-word response that like didn't make sense at all. And I'd be like, thanks, John Lee. And then I would drive away and I'd be like going to the gym the next morning and it would like hit me. I'd be like, oh, that's what he was saying. Boom. And it would solve my problem. I need a couple good Asians. If there's any Asians that listen to this podcast, hit me up. I want to be friends with you because you guys kill it. Because, oh, you know, uh, one of the kids that uh, works at Guys, I should say, Phil. I don't know how, we're not super close, but Phil's an Asian, and he kills life. He's traveling, he's making money, he's part owner of a health company. Phil's doing great. What other Asians do I know? I don't know. And Phil, dude, you should see this guy's physique. Not only is this dude making money, and not only is he a part owner of a I think he's got two or three companies, actually. I don't think Phil listens um, but he's like part owner of like two or three companies. And dude, this kid's physique is wildly just, he's in such good shape. And I don't know how he does it because he travels, he parties, you know what I mean? And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that because he's very open about it on his social media. But I'd say Phil and I are acquaintances. 
just another example of Asians killing the game. So, then you got to wonder, what is it about Asians? What is it about Asians? You know, it's interesting. Um, when you look at the difference between different races, and this is this is what I'm about to talk about, is uh, extremely taboo. It's going to make some of your skin crawl right now. If I've got new listeners, this is going to be problematic for some of you. When you, and this is just scientific fact, I can show you the studies. I've got them all saved, okay? Because someday people, I mean, it's not even racist. What I'm about to say isn't even racist, it's just a fact. And it's not even a bad thing. It's not, I just, I don't know why I'm prefacing what I'm about to say with all this nonsense. It's just years of societal pressure that I'm trying to break. Oh no, they'll call me a racist. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever, all right? So what? You know what? Stereotypes are there for a reason. What do you think? Okay, there's one thing about Asians. They're not very good drivers. I just, that guy I flipped out on yesterday, Asian dude, just sitting in the middle of the, who is, who is it? I think it's Bill Burr talks about Asians driving and they're like, they're just so smart that driving's so easy that they just kind of like wander off in their heads and make vital mistakes in traffic. You know, those stereotypes are around for a reason. You know, there's all kinds of stereotypes about white people. You know what I mean? Where we don't season our food, you know, but we taught you how, you know, how to like not have to hunt and gather, you know, like crops, you know. <laughs> There's all kinds of stereotypes. There's stereotypes about black people. And for some reason, those are all offensive. What's so wrong about saying that a particular group of people likes chicken? What's wrong with that? How is that racist? How is it racist to say my black friends like my good friend Ty? He's basically my son. Young black kid. He calls me dad. He loves chicken. What's wrong with saying that? Ty loves chicken. I've seen it. You give that kid a rotisserie chicken, it's like watching a cheetah eat a, eat a baby warthog. It's crazy. But anyways, <laughs> what was I? Oh, so it's interesting. The difference between different races is so much more than skin. What's different between all of us is actually bra our brains. The, uh, the size, shape, function, not so much the size, I apologize, I misspoke. The function and development in certain areas of our brain, I think the pituitary gland is number one in terms of the vast, uh, vastest, the size of the difference between groups. It's actually our brains. And, you know, I was reading this study and this guy, you know, kind of broke it down. I, I don't remember where I saw this. Like I said, I have it saved. And he's like, this is why different groups of people have different values. Right? And there's nothing wrong. Like this whole blending everybody together thing, this forced... I, my, my friend uh, Devin posted a great thing about uh, diversity yesterday. People, I, I say diversity is a cancer all the time. Forced diversity is a cancer and it's a recipe for disaster diversity that comes naturally from different groups of people uh cooperating together like think about the way this country was made the irish stuck with the irish the italians stuck with the italians the blacks stuck with the blacks the polish stuck with the polish the czechs, czechs stuck with the czechs the germans with the germans everybody stuck together in their own little niches, right? In their own little communities. 
and they generally all hated each other. The Irish and the Italians hated each other, but they all worked very hard. They built communities, they built families, and there was a level of cooperation between the groups. That's the kind of natural dive. This whole everybody's exactly the same and we've got to force everybody into the same little pocket communities to get that's not it doesn't make sense. People from different backgrounds, people and I'm not even talking about skin color anymore. But people from different backgrounds, people from different countries, people with different types of brain development have different value systems. And when you skip should see this kid driving this big old souped-up Denali. It's basically the one I just got for my wife. Looked like he was 14 years old. Just looked like a little little peanut behind that steering wheel. Anyways, forcing these people together causes issues. And even when you try to force them together, they they naturally congregate in their own. Like people are like, oh, you race it's only skin deep. No, it's brain deep. It's literally brain deep. Like brain, brain cranial, not cranial, but brain development deep. So this whole, yeah, let's just import millions of immigrants, just an endless stream of immigrants. And this is empires, and there's a great study on this, that empires don't fall because of external circumstances. They fall because they were built on certain values and principles then because the empire is thriving all these people from these third world shitholes want to come over and there's 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 immigrants like the early Italians the early Irish in this country that came they assimilated it's called assimilation it means you come in okay this is the price you pay you don't want to live over there anymore there's more opportunity here in the United States okay well if you come here you're going to have to learn to live like an American it doesn't mean that you can't have your own traditions it doesn't mean that you can't have your own values it doesn't mean any of that but what it does mean is that you don't come and try to change things fundamentally in this country that's what it means assimilation. We learned about this in grade school. I'm sure they don't talk about this at all anymore. Because now what happens, and this happened to the Roman Empire. You get all these people that come in that don't want to assimilate. They want to change everything to fit. And it's like they, okay, you came from a third world shithole and you're going to come here and try to make this a third world shithole? Like, what is the matter with you? Brain development. That's what it is. Well, Mike, that's racist. It's a scientific fact. It's a fact. Immigration isn't what it used to be. Now it's an invasion. They're trying to change the genetic makeup of this country. And that's what happened to Rome. You had all these, and I could go into the history of it. We could spend three hours talking about the fall of Rome and where these people came from and what they did and how it affected then they started putting women in politics now you got a bunch of immigrants a bunch of violent immigrants and then you got women trying to manage all these violent immigrants <laughs> you get what we have now in the United States and look at look at Europe look at what's happening over Sweden is now the rape capital of the world behind South Africa how does that happen hmm well what's been happening howdy how are you? Good, how about you? I'm doing all right. 
you look like you're in the zone today. Get, get a, two orders of hash browns and one of those sausage sandwiches, please. And uh, $3 for you guys, too. Thank you. Yeah. It's the least I could do for how in the zone you are. You know oh. what I'm saying? $14.45. Oh, can I get some Lola's hot sauce with that, too? What was that? Lola's hot sauce in there, too. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Um, it's a girl that was very, just very much in the zone when I pulled up, like very direct. I, I don't know what's that. Maybe it was the same girl that threw me off. No, that was a black girl last time. Threw me off my game a little bit. Made me stutter. She made such strong eye contact. I'm not used to people reciprocating it. Um, I wonder if it's the up, down. So they're looking down at me from the window. I wonder if that has something to do with it. Like I'm lower in my car psychologically maybe there's a feeling of superiority from the drive-through window like I'm totally serious I'm always like looking at the psychology behind it why people act the way that they act because it's absolutely fascinating to me it's so fascinating to me learn people and the easiest way to learn people is to learn yourself and the way that you learn people through learning yourself is unlearning or trying to understand why you act the way you act in social situations. Like, what do you do when there's a pause in a conversation with like an acquaintance that you're like, this happens to me a lot at the gym. So I've, you know, I, 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 I've made a lot of gym friends now. You know, I can't go from, I used to be able to go a whole session without ever speaking to a single person. And I tried to look as intimidating as possible to make this happen. But I just, I, I, I'm a friendly guy, honestly, when it comes down to it. I don't, I don't like to be mean to people. You know what I mean? So I've made conversation with a lot of people. I've connected, uh, uh, Aaron, by the way. What's up, Aaron from Presque Isle, Northern Maine, came up to me today. We had never really met before. And he, you know, he showed me his phone and he had an episode of Obsidian Achievement going. I'm like, let's go, bro. So we got to talk and so, Aaron, thank you for the love, man. I appreciate that. You guys have no idea how much it means to me when you tell me that the show is making an impact. You know, because, again, I don't charge. You guys can donate, by the way. Pod, uh, patron, P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean dot com slash obsidian achievement. Yeah, patron dot podbean dot com slash obsidian achievement. Uh, you know, again, I just invest in equipment and recording and all that. We got the we got the new 4K uh, AI webcam in the studio downstairs now uh, for the YouTube. By the way, go check out the YouTube, guys. Obsidian Achievement on YouTube. I got full full length videos on there with different content. Please, Mike Russin on Instagram. Go and give me some traction on these reels, please, 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 please. Um. Just go like and comment my, on my reels. Please, your favorite one. Share it on your page. I'll do a giveaway. I'll probably do a giveaway today, actually. Just I'll give somebody some cash. Uh, but anyways, so let's. Uh, I want to back off the race and immigration thing here for a second. Talk more about social skills. I think I've said what I need to say. Let's sum up that conversation first. The immigration now is an invasion. Europe is being destroyed by people from third world countries. Again, Sweden. I just think of all these beautiful little Swedish girls that are being raped by these violent Middle Eastern and African immigrants in the name of diversity. 
I if 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 somebody from a particular region God, I don't even want to say it. Were to do something like that to my daughter, I would hunt all of them. I'd exterminate that whole population. Like if, like if we lived in Maine and somebody put their hands on my daughter, that was from, I don't know, Rwanda. Every single Rwandan in the area is in danger. I'm telling you right now, that's a that's a declaration of war. That's a declaration of war. I'm taking y'all all out. It could be raw. It could be. It could be Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> somebody from Columbus, Ohio. That's not a race thing. I'm just letting you know. If somebody were to do something like that to my daughter that was here only for a couple years that came from some shitty third world country, everybody from that country in the area is getting, is, hypothetically in Minecraft, is getting wiped off the face of the earth. That's a declaration of war. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. You don't like to hear it? Don't listen to me anymore. There's no accountability. These guys are out here raping girls and they're not being sent back to their little shitty dingy countries or at least executed, at least execute these animals. You know what I mean? Like, could, could you even imagine doing something that, I don't know. Anyways. So, uh, what's up? How are you? Oh my God. That's all right. Thank you though. I think I got some spares at home. Have a good one. Thanks. Um, so the, uh, mom in the car behind me was giving me the eyes. <laughs> Gee whiz, bro. <laughs> Calm down. These women, these women in their 50s are getting feral. They're crazy. They're out of their minds. Their husbands are gone all the time out golfing with their buddies. You know, they haven't really had a real connection in years. <laughs> I see some young 30-year-old guy in a Maserati <laughs> with a sleeve tattoo and a, I've got like a, a mullet mohawk. I must look like an absolute schizophrenic psychopath. Like that guy, there's something wrong with that guy. You know? I just, I don't know, or maybe I just look completely normal. And I've got a complex. I don't know. You tell me. But, all right, so put a pin in the whole immigration thing. It's an invasion. It's gross. It's It's got to stop. They're, they're, they've, they're not coming here to assimilate. They're coming here to bring their culture, which is fine. But they're coming here trying to change our culture. I don't mind if you bring your culture. You know what I mean? As long as you're not hurting anybody, you do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Do a Zumba dance in your living room with a, you know, with a goat sacrifice. Whatever you need to do, as long as you're not hurting anybody or mistreating animals. Well, I guess the goat. As long as you eat the goat, you can sacrifice it. But anyways, um, it was all social skills social skills. All right, let's hit on some social skills for some of you, because I get asked this question a couple of times uh, a quarter, is, you know, can you talk more about how to be, you know, uh, more socially uh, intelligent, I guess is the word. So being a sociable, charismatic person is absolutely something that you can learn. I was not a charismatic person 10 years ago. Being in sales forced me, and then being a leader, being promoted through leadership ranks very quickly, nearly overnight, forced me to uh, work on my charisma and then a lot of mistakes that I made in leadership forced me to work on myself as a person and I think going back to what I was saying before the easiest way to understand why other people are the way they are is to understand yourself and to essentially reverse engineer your behavior and thus cultivate a better understanding of human nature 
right? So, you know, like I was saying before, I have a lot of micro uh, interactions at the gym, as I call them, you know? Micro interactions mean, you know, to me is an interaction where both parties don't really know each other too well. Uh, the, the conversation is very cookie cutter, platonic, surface level. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? What are you hitting today? Oh, back and buys. How about you? Uh, chest tries. Nice, nice, nice. Well, hey, good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a micro interaction, right? <laughs> Try to turn these, I think, okay, so I'm going to give you guys some exercises. Number one, and I'm going to be jumping around here. It's There's going to be no logical progression of what I'm saying. Just try to work all these in. So number one, try to turn your micro interactions into a more, uh, not don't have to go deep. You don't have to ask, hey, man, what kind of childhood trauma are you working through right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, try to get a little bit deeper. You know, so what I've been trying to do in the gym is, you know, so there's this uh, there's this girl, uh, that I, don't, I forget her name, um, but she's there the same time as me, like every single day. She's such a hard worker. She's this little thing. She's like, I don't know, she's got to be a hundred pounds soaking wet. Um, but she's such a hard worker, such a hard worker. And I think I don't know if it's her boyfriend or her brother is this, is this big dude, and he's got to be. Well, he's got to have one of the best physiques in the entire gym. Blows mine out of the water. He's super cut. He's tall. He's probably like six three, six four. Dude's just in really good shape. Uh, I don't know him. Uh, really at all. I don't think we've ever talked. Uh, but anyways, so the other day, you know, her and I, hey, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And we ended up talking about books. What books are you reading? You know what I mean? Um, oh, it was because it was a Saturday. You know, any fun plans? You know, typical weekend. Any fun plans for the rest of the weekend? No, you know, I'm probably, I got I had just gotten a bunch of new books. I'm like, I just got a bunch of new books. I'm like, do you read much? And, you know, it turns out she loves to read. So we started talking back and forth about books we, we've read and all that stuff. And that's taking a very surface level interaction and making it very, not very deep, but deeper, right? That's a good way to work on your social skills. Another example of this is there's this guy at the gym. His name's Skip. He's a trainer. And he's, he, I think today was his birthday. He's got to be in his 80s. And this dude is just a machine, man. He's super friendly and he knows everybody by first name. He knew my name. I don't even know how, uh, but he talks to me every day or gives me a fist bump, tells me how big I am. You know what I mean? He gasses people up, and he's in the gym all day, every day. This dude is just an animal. Uh, he was an old-school bodybuilder, and you should have seen pictures of his physique. I mean, he, he's still now in his 80s. has a phenomenal physique for 80 years. It's nuts. If I look that good when I'm 80, I'll be a very happy camper, assuming I... Don't get killed by a three-letter government agent. Well, it's going to take more than one. But anyways, uh, <laughs> unless you shoot me in the back. Cowards. But um, he uh, it looks great for his age. But uh, him and I talked. And, you know, the other day I was kind of like rushing to get out of the gym for no real reason. i got to go home. i got to get the chickens and the ducks their eggs and blah, blah, blah. This has to happen. This before this meeting. And I slowed down and I sat down. And he was in the, he was in the, uh, the shake bar or whatever you want to call it. I sat down. And we talked, we probably talked for 45 minutes uh, about his past, his current life. We talked a lot about guns. He got me hooked up for uh, with, a, with a range around here for first line defense. So it ended up being a great business interaction. But uh, we got to talk about like World War II and his dad and this cool old German gun he took off of a, a dead Nazi, an SS soldier. And um, it was just, that's a really good way to improve your social skills. 
is take these little micro interactions and turn them, no, I guess macro isn't the word I'm, but it, turn these interactions into something meaningful, you know, like an interaction that you're going to remember for a couple days or a couple weeks, you know what I mean? But like, it should be the type of interaction where when you see that person's face, although you don't know them that well, you remember that conversation specifically. Like when I see this girl at the gym, I remember, oh, books. When I see Skip, I remember, oh, old world, world two gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a really good way to um, improve your social skills. I try to talk to people, you know, you hear, if you just rewind and listen how I interacted with the girls at the window at the coffee shop back there. Things like that. Try to have fun interactions with people. And you have to understand something. Most people are more afraid of you than you are of them. And I'm not talking like threat of physical violence afraid. Everybody is awkward. Everybody. Everybody is wired not to make mistakes socially right this was a I used to have a speech impediment when I was a kid so what am I I still have a fear of messing up like how I talk in front of somebody or misspeaking or like stumbling over my words like I used to stutter a lot so I have a deeply seated fear still still to this day you guys probably hear me talk and you're like what the hell are you talking I used to I used to stutter I used to stumble over my words a lot um, I think it's because my brain moves faster than my mouth. So my mouth's still trying to get out the first concept and I'm on the fourth concept and things get jumbled together and it just... You know what I mean? Um, but everybody's afraid of everybody. You know what I mean? People are very... They're afraid of conflict. They're afraid of making themselves look foolish in front of another person. Uh, people are very leery of other. Is this person going to be friendly to me? Are they not going to be friendly? I think a lot of people are afraid to initiate a conversation with others because they're afraid that person might not be friendly. That's totally happened to me. Totally happened to me. I was in the locker room the other day, and this guy's locker was right next to me. And uh, you know, he opened his, I opened mine, and like my door kind of swung in front of his. I'm like, oh, sorry about that, man, and didn't say a word. He didn't have headphones in, nothing. And then uh, something fell out. Oh, my AirPod, of course. When you drop your AirPods, you ever dropped AirPods before? These things sprint away from you. <laughs> drop your AirPods on the ground. They explode like, like they're full of tannerite. They just, one AirPod goes 50 feet in the air. The other one goes scuttling into the shower somehow. It's like, dude, you drop your AirPods. It's game over. But I dropped an AirPod, just one. Uh, and it landed in front of his locker. So I had to lean over. I'm like, oh, dude, sorry, I'm in your space again. I grabbed it, didn't say a word. I'm like, all right, <laughs> have a good day, bro. Just, who knows? Maybe his freaking dad just died. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be talking to people. Maybe he's there to blow off some steam. Him, his, him and his girlfriend just broke up. You know, you just can't take things personally. And just try to have fun with people, man. Like, everybody's so afraid of everybody. And we spend all this time in front of these screens to the point where people don't know how to interact in person anymore. Being able to convince other human beings to trust you and follow you is the number one skill to making money. 
Right, so if you want to just frame it that way, how is it the number one skill to making money? Well, number one, if you could get people to trust you and follow you, they'll do what you say because they trust you and want to follow you because you're nice, you got charisma, you're, 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 you're persuasive, you know, you could be in sales, you could be in leadership, and if you know sales and leadership, you're invincible. You're absolutely invincible. You can make money nearly in any company and any opportunity if you can sell and you can lead. But the other reason is it expands your network. I've had a lot of success quickly in starting companies because of my network that I've accumulated over the past 10 years. And you guys have to understand, this is coming from somebody, me, who used to be super introverted and hate people. <laughs> I hated people. I expected the worst out of everybody that I've met. And now I try to expect the best out of everybody I meet. 